You are listening to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, episode 77. Hello, hello, my lovely friend, and welcome to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, interior designer, artist, mama, scientist, color specialist, and space coach, here to help you navigate the beautiful messiness of raising strong, thriving daughters while you discover the path to a home that inspires you. You will learn to design gorgeous, peaceful spaces inside and out that you can be proud of and love coming home to. Each week, we will explore how individuality and practicality create the harmony our souls crave. Let's dive in, my dear, to all of our beautiful stuff. If you are ready to be energized and electrified, this is the episode for you. I am excited to share it with you. My guest today, Katie Dragos, is a super mom. And I say that in the most loving way because her mission is to energize moms and all of us really um it, 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 i mean there's so much to be gained from katie's message of honoring yourself and living for you as well as the love that you have for the people around you and it's such a beautiful episode. We had so much fun recording it. So I hope you enjoy it as much as we did recording it. Uh, you'll find all the ways to connect with Katie and step into her world. I know you'll love it there. And if you are a mom with little people especially, you know that we're in the home stretch of all the activities and all the things that happen this time is of the year with school and getting the kids from, you know, into this transition between the end of school and summer and all of the busyness that goes along with it. So this episode is just a beautiful reframe to help you honor that busyness and all the goodness that comes with it and help you really stay grounded in what you need to make it all happen because you know so often we're the ones that have to do that so I hope you enjoy Hello, everyone, and welcome. I have such a fun guest for you today and I cannot wait for you to meet her. Katie Dragos is a mindset and personal growth coach and a full-time working mama and wife who's committed to celebrating the everyday and sharing the honest truths of working mom life. With over 17 years of marketing, event planning, and community service work, she has combined her loves of creativity, cultivating connections and helping others with one-on-one -on -one coaching and community-based programs for working moms and caregivers called Unleash Your Awesome. Katie is a passionate, it, Katie is passionate about helping other multi-passionate mamas 
refine themselves and reclaim their energy in order to find more joy in day-to-day life. Katie is the host of the Cheers Mama podcast, committed to reframing and celebrating working mamahood. Hello, Katie. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited to having this conversation with you today. I feel like when we talk, when we, when we think about, talk about like working moms, working mamahood, like the only things that come to mind are piled up laundry and that stressed out lifestyle and like that hot mess mama. And you are not a hot mess mama. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) So I'm so excited to hear, to, to have you just to talk about how you're building your own business while balancing all of, you know, these things and inspiring others in the process. So tell us a little bit about how you got here. Yeah. Well, so I feel like a hot mess all the time. We all do, (laughs) right? What's behind the curtain. Um, But yeah, I would see, I would see, I I love my job. I love to work. Um, I love my kids, of course, too. But you know, the type of person I am, I always want to do more. I want to be out meeting people and, you know, in meeting people and especially online and in working moms groups, it it is, it's a victim mentality. It was a lot of negativity. And after just seeing this over and over again, I kind of thought to myself, where's, we got to bring some positivity into this. Where, where's the positivity and not, not like a toxic positivity, but like a real, a real talk positivity. Um, How can we reframe and really celebrate working mom, mamahood because we're not celebrating it. We're just making it feel like just harder than it already is because it's hard. And so one day I just kind of asked myself the question, well, maybe I'm the person. Maybe yeah. that's me that needs to, that needs to um, you know, make this shift here in the conversations that we're having as working moms. Yeah, no, that's so great. I think so often we, you know, we feel this tug and then we feel too overwhelmed to step up. So kudos to you for, for stepping into this new and really exciting role. Thank you. So let's, let's start out talking a little bit about just generational change about Mm. how we were raised. And, and I say we, and, you know, I'm like, two decades older than you. <laughs> so the we, you know, I was thinking about that before we jumped on. I was like, I'm pretty sure my children are closer to your age than <laughs> but um they don't have kids yet. So it doesn't it doesn't count yet. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But um but yeah, yeah, just that difference in in the way that that we were raised versus the way that you know what we're modeling for our own children. Yeah. I mean, some of my greatest role models are my mom and my grandmother and my mother-in-law who were all working full-time working women mothers. And, um, but you know, things, things were different, um, for them. Someone, someone once told me they heard this phrase, the sandwich generation. So I technically fall in the millennial category, but I'm like a really old geriatric millennial, apparently, (laughs) like, like the first couple of years. Um, and so we are us geriatric millennials fall in this in the sandwich generation where there's a lot of, you know, we have social media and we grew up, you know, being able to use computers starting as teenagers and 
remember I was in college when Facebook came out, like one of the first accounts, um, you had to have a college email to be on Facebook, you know? And so we have all this technology and resources at our fingertips. However, at the same time, we're still, you know, old school, quote unquote, I love a good magazine and, and paper products. And, uh, you know, so, so it is this like in between phase where it really does feel like I'm in between the like bread of the sandwich (laughs) and I've got, you know, my mom and my grandmother's generation on one end with a certain type of way of how you, you know, should raise a family and be as a mom, um, in a good way, in a great way. But then also this, this new, this new way of, of working and COVID, of course, certainly, you know, opened our eyes to a lot of things and made a lot of changes visible for us. And so it is this like in between that I feel like I go back and I'm, you know, doing on both ends constantly. Um, And that can be really overwhelming feeling like you're in between trying to serve both ends, trying to please both ends also, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I, um, what have you learned about that pleasing piece? Um, Cause I think some very early on, that's something I certainly struggled with, you know, having these like feeling like I needed to do something differently. And especially when I get on the phone with my sister and, you know, we're, we're talking about like all of the things we're trying to recover from that our mother, you know, quote unquote did to us. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and then, you know, still wanting her to think I was a good mom. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I say all the time too, I'm a recovering people pleaser, which means I'm, I'm always working on it constantly. Um, you know, in between work, I'm, I'm the yes man. You know, if you give me yeah. a project or ask me a question, I am respectful. I will get the job done. No doubt. Um, even to, for a long time, even at the expense of my own mental health, my own physical health and, you know, becoming a parent really changed that for me. Before I had kids, I was literally pregnant, like very, very pregnant. The last person in the office, I'd have to get up and wave, wave my arms in the air because the lights would go off. You know, no one else was in the office. And I stayed until, till, you know, till at least I felt like I could, could leave. Okay. I got enough done. Um, and then the moment I had kids, I had to go pick them up from daycare. And it was a really big shift for a long time. For a couple of years, I really struggled when my kids were babies. Um, with leaving the office on time and going to get them. And of course I wanted to go pick them up and I wanted to be with them all the time, but I also needed to, to finish what I was doing. Right. Um, so when you think about pleasing, there's that end, the work related end. Um, and then also, you know, showing up as, as what, what is a good mother? Is a working mother a good mother? Hell yes. But you know, there's certain standards that you try to not even social media aside, but you try to live by within your own family, within your expectations that you were raised with that, you know, you're my husband, his mom, like, what does she think a good mother is like, all of that comes into play. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I had always seen myself as a working mom. I had, you know, a degree in molecular biology, I had, I had a vision for myself in, you know, as what I wanted to, to do, when I went through that process. And, as life took it, I ended up shortly after finding out I was pregnant with my daughter, moving to Texas and like not having a place to work. And my mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother, they all had jobs. They were all, you know, strong working women is what I would call them. And my ex-husband now had 
he was raised in a very traditional Catholic family where mom, you know, they, they, he was one of six and mom was just home. And so, you know, he asked me to stay home. And at first I thought, you know, this is, this is not going to be. And then the perfectionist side of me jumped down. It's like, okay, then I'll just be Martha Stewart. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. So it's so funny, like trying to just, you know, step into everybody else's, you know, the shoes that they think are going to fit. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is you can only be you. So you can pretend to be Martha Stewart for, you know, however long, but eventually it's gonna, it's gonna wear at you if you're not that type of person. Right. I, you know, I say my sister and I have conversations all the time. I am not a cook. <laughs> I never <laughs> have been. I thought maybe one day I would decide to like cooking and making meals, but I'm not. I'm a, I'm a, I, I want to be where the people are. And if the people are in the other room, I certainly don't want to be in the kitchen by myself cooking. That's just not, maybe if they come and join it, do with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but also my husband knows, you know, he's known that about me. And so it's not a surprise, but how can we make it work for our family? How can we eat in a way that you know, it's not all on me and, it, and it's not, he's wonderful, um, supporting me, but also like, I, t- I need to, you know, get stock in, in bird's eye steam fresh bags. Like <laughs> my, kids a, my kids eat a ton of vegetables, but because they're so easy for me to put them in the microwave and serve them. And that, that works for me, yeah. at, you know, as a working mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that's the biggest lesson that we can learn that nobody tells us in the beginning is you have to do it your way. Like the only path to sanity is your path. Yeah. And that's, that is my absolute favorite thing. When I, when I meet a new mom or caregiver and we start having conversations, who are you? What does life look like in this season of life? Because seasons change things, kids get older, schedules change, but what does this season look like right now? And what are you, what are you struggling with? What's challenging you? Having that conversation and starting right there is really fun because, you know, from an outsider's perspective, we can start talking about schedules and we can talk about, oh, yeah, you know, you're having, you know, time in the evening is really hard or maybe you want to get up early in the morning, but, you know, lose all your time making lunches in the morning. How can we make some shifts for you in a way that works for you that I'm not telling you X, Y and Z black and white. This is how I do it. It's not. It's not about how I do it at all. Right. It's about how it will work for you. Correct. Those conversations, you know, we always come out of those initial conversations with an, an idea or an opportunity to to tweak. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. So let's talk about refinding yourself mm-hmm. after yeah. becoming a mama because yeah, just there's so many things. And I remember hearing one time that, um, you know, like once you're a mama, you're never not a mama again. And that still it hits me, you know, it's it's still and yeah, I, I don't have to take care of my kids at all anymore, but it's just still a mama. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're a mom forever. There's a piece of your heart that is like living outside in the world somewhere, whether it's in your home or outside. But you're also a whole person that right. once had hobbies 
and music you used to listen to. I mean, if you think about it, you know, I drive a minivan. Like, I don't even get to drive the car I want to. My car, <laughs> I, I love my minivan, but if it was my, my choice to drive whatever I want, it would not be that. I do not identify with a minivan. I mean, yeah. like I said, it's great. Um, but for so many ways, because it's practical. So there's so many things that our identity is kind of taken away from us in so many ways. You know, I remember as soon as I became a mom, I got a little, you know, mom, you know, necklace charm and I got the mom sweatshirts and the mom hoodies and the mom baseball cap. And, um, that was really fun. It's really cool. And I still love those and I still rock those. And also it's such a privilege, right? It's such a privilege to be able to be a mom, however that, however that is. Um, and so it's something that I don't take lightly because not everyone has that privilege, but it consumes you. Yeah. You become only that. And when you're a working mom and you're going back to work or you have other passions in the world, you have to remember, oh, I, you know, I, I like this. This is the type of music I like. This is how I want to structure my day. Ah, it's really nice when I drop my kids off to school and I can play my music and then I go to work. And I enjoy being productive, doing something outside of the home. That's what we need to celebrate right. in addition to being a mom. Yeah. It's funny. I went for years, I worked in um, direct sales and I go into people's homes. And every single time uh, I was a, a pampered chef consultant and, and I would do cooking shows. So I love to cook. And everyone would always introduce their mom as their mom. It was always, mm -hmm. and this is my mom. Like, and I always, like, I would consciously have to stop and say, and what's mom's name? <laughs> because yeah. it's just so funny. We don't even think of our own moms as, you know, it's, they're, they're almost like a possession of ours, you know? Um, yeah. And it's so funny. I'll find my mom now because um, when I go to design shows, I'll take her with me because she worked in the industry for years and she'll still introduce herself. She's like, I'm Lynn's mom. And it's like, yep. Lynn's mom has a name. <laughs> this is Linda. <laughs> so. It's so funny. The other day we were on a family vacation and my mom was with us. My mom, Terry. And <laughs> my kids had no idea what her first name was. <gasps> yeah, they call her Tita and her name is Terry. And we had to ask her, ask them. And they were like, I don't know. Um, and then later on in that same day, we went to the Lego store and each of my kids got to make a custom Lego. And both one of them named their Lego mom and the other one named their Lego my mom. So not Katie, <laughs> just my mom. Um, and I think it was so it was very cute. And I was very honored. But yeah, it was like there are no names here. Everyone's just mom. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my youngest daughter, actually, it, my oldest daughter, who will be 29 in two weeks, she calls me mommy. And that's how I'm in her phone. It's like, hi, mommy. How? And then my youngest daughter, she calls me Lynn. No. And, if, and if she's mad at me, my first name is Davita, which nobody knows. Oh. If she's mad at me, I'm Davita Lynn. <laughs> so, Great. So, yeah. So it's, it's really funny because like one day she just stopped calling me mom. And, and yeah. you still have a mommy though, at least that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, they're definitely, um, it's amazing how different they can be and how they find their own path to you as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting just thinking, even my sister and I have different stories of how we grew up, things that happened in our house. We all 
we all are perceiving things differently all the time. And I think, you know, I struggled such a long as for such a long time as a working mom feeling like I had to, I had to be there physically, you know, I I have a kid and now I'm the one all of a sudden leaving, not earlier than anybody else, but I'm not staying late. Mm. And I had to be, I had this story that I had to be there, had to be everything. I have to be completely a hundred thousand percent on call anytime anyone needs me. And that led me into, gosh, the past, you know, so many years, I'm a chronic no lunch break taker. You know, I never took a lunch break. Um, And so this is a big thing I coach, of course, all the moms I talk with. um, And I know it's really hard because you want to be able to work, take a break that you need and you deserve, but also leave on time. And sometimes as as working moms, we feel like the choice, we don't have both. We don't have the choice to leave on time and also take a lunch break. And so a lot of us fall in that category um, and just kind of tying that back to, you know, my sister and I, as an example, having different stories living in the same house. We have different stories in the same, in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's, that's such a good point. And too. yeah. And so if I take a lunch break, no one, no one is, is bashing me in the office for taking a lunch break, just like I'm not bashing them, you know? Right. Um, and so we have to remember that we're all our own people. We have to live and structure our days. Yes. To serve the workplace that, you know, we work for, get the projects done, but also get up and take a mental health walk if you really need it, because that's going to be more important for you in your productivity than it is someone seeing you out the window, take a walk. It's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so, it's so funny. Uh, My husband and I both work from home and it's, it's just crazy to me how differently just you know watching him he works for a huge giant pharmaceutical company that's you know global so he's always talking to people all over the world and it's just so funny how you know he will stop his work day at four o'clock without any question just because that's what he does no explanation you know if anybody infringes on that four o'clock time and holds him 10 more minutes you know i hear about it for the next 45 minutes right. yet he'll uh, a few weeks ago he jumped online to to check something out and he saw that one of um one of his closest cl- co-workers who has three kids she was online at six in the morning. She was online at 1030 at night. She was online all these different times and he called her out on it. And she's like, well, I know that people see me, you know, having to leave to take care of this person and having to leave, you know, to do this. So I feel like I have to do more. Yeah. Oh, and- oh Lynn, that can like, that makes me emotional just thinking about that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, he he tried to give her a good talking to in a very male way, like just say, you know, you guys know I get my work done. Like that, you know, I don't, you don't have to be there. And it's like, yeah. that it's not going to work. You know, she still feels obligated because she feels that she's being perceived differently. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, nail on the head, it feels like if you're a parent and maybe, and, and maybe men feel like this too, but I know when I talk to working moms, you feel like you need to be more present. You need to do more. 
You need to go out of the way. You need to say yes to everything because, because everyone knows you have kids and, and you might need to leave early for things. And, you know, leaving one hour early for a doctor's appointment is, doesn't mean you need to compensate two hours the next day. Right. Yeah. And, and my husband will straight up leave to play golf. So <laughs> I hope his boss. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just so fun with no guilt, no, no guilt yeah. whatsoever. Cause his work was done and nobody should need him till the next morning. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's just funny what we do to ourselves. Yeah. And where does that come from? You know, where, where does that come from? And then think about it for working moms. And, and, and I say this, all moms are working moms. We're all working our butts off, whether you're a stay at home, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are a network marketing company, we're all working moms. But I'm speaking specifically to women who work outside of the home for, you know, a different company. Um, and don't make all the rules in, in you know, their hours. Um, right. There's a lot of safety in that. There is a lot of, I, it, you don't have to think as hard in some ways about, <laughs> about certain aspects of it. However, there is, there is a feeling of guilt that comes along with straddling that, you know, that, that idea of being a mom and also being an employee. Right. Um, and especially when you're a leader in a company too. Yeah. I, and I think so much of it goes back to money. Cause like I know the guilt that I had when I wasn't working, you know, when I wasn't, um, and as soon as I stopped working, it's almost as if I had to figure out a way to, you know, to find some sort of income to bring in just to, to, for my own worthiness, just to validate who I was mm-hmm. and, and, and all the different, you know, we talk about seasons, just all the different sort of things that I felt like I had to do to fit into, you know, the life that I wanted for my family. So it's, um, it's a shame that it, it boils down to, you know, what am I doing because of the person who's paying me and what am I doing because I'm not bringing in money? Like it's, it's, you know, it feels like we're, we fall into, you know, into, into that, gulf into that valley, right. you know, either yeah. way. Well, and I think unfortunately in so many ways, but also fortunately, the pandemic has given us, I mean, I worked from home for five months straight with my kids at home with me when daycare was closed. So I can do anything, right? <laughs> like I right. Have my work done. Yeah. Um, so that's given us an opportunity to go back to our employers and say, hey, look, you know, um, I need more flexible hours, or this is what, this is what's important to me. These are my values and to have those conversations. And, you know, I know just from speaking with a lot of women in my own experience, it's not easy to have those conversations. It's really hard. It's not, it's not easy to march in and say, I want a more flexible work schedule. Darn it. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. But what we start with in our coaching program is, is working on your mindset, working on your mindset, building your internal confidence in the day-to-day things in life. So that if you do want to, you know, work from home one day a week and you're scared to ask for it, that you get to the point where you build your confidence up and get there. And I and so many of the women in my programs have been able to do that. And it's so amazing to see them ask and then go, oh, my gosh, and I, I got it. It wasn't yeah. a big deal at all. 
Yeah. Well, and that's I and where the day that we're actually recording this is is international or national women don't get paid as much day, whatever it's called officially. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's funny and and so many, you know, times they'll say and actually I'm going back to that that one employee my um you know, my husband works with and he gets frustrated because she doesn't take credit for what she does like she'll work so far behind the scenes and yet a, another you know guy in their group will have no problem just stepping up and saying I did this like this was me I did this and same thing so my husband got really frustrated when this the guy that you know they're kind of in parallel positions you know just decided one day he needed more money and you know just walked in and got a raise. And then, you know, she was frustrated because he walked in and got a raise and she didn't get an equal compensation. Yeah. And he's like, but you didn't ask. He's like, right. you gotta go ask. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it, it is, it's, it's just kind of built into our mentality that we'd rather people like us. Than right. And I think that's why it's important to have a group of women who can empower each other and come together, share ideas and really lean and support each other because we're not as confident when it comes to asking for these things. Um, and even still with my own husband, I have an idea about something I want to do, not, not work related. And if I come to him before the idea is really formed, there's a lot of questions and like, why this? And this is going to take time out of here. And so going to a group of women you can kind of hash it out in a more supportive way until it's ready to get to that masculine level. Yeah. You know, sharing with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we don't come in with this is going to happen, you know, where they'd come in with this attitude. So yeah, having support is so, and I think for so long, we just didn't even realize that it was, it was something that we needed so, so desperately. Yeah. And outside of, I love a good meme, but outside of the mom's memes and outside of the social media accounts where it's just rolling, scrolling complaints. And look, right. like we all need a place to vent. We all need a place to go. But there, I don't see any resolutions in, right. in a lot of the conversations that are happening. And actually, quite frankly, what I, what I saw, what I see all the time, it really upsets me is moms attacking other moms. So someone comes right. in and is sharing something vulnerable or has a complaint about something and then everyone comes in and just attacks and they're and they're going back and forth between each other. And I try not to to try not to be in a lot of these groups. I'll usually leave them or go, oh, how can I help without yeah. getting involved, right? Right. Um, but that's what I saw so many times where I realized there needs to be a place where we can go and someone, if they need to vent or shared experience that everyone else listens, supports, and if they want resolutions or ideas, can offer them in a helpful way versus attacking. It just, that doesn't help anybody. And it certainly doesn't help women build their confidence anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so funny because um, I get very triggered by the, um, like people complaining about laundry. And we all know that most houses, whether they were built in the fifties or whether they were built in, you know, 2023, the laundry room is somewhere off the garage 
and it's in the most inconvenient place that could possibly be, unless you built a home where you could specifically request, you know, something different. Mm -hmm. And the reason, the only reason that is, is because the builders is the easiest place to plumb. Mm -hmm. And so all of this, so we've restructured our entire life to do something that's just not physically built for the way that you that family functions and so like the first thing that needs to change in a home is the laundry room and it doesn't necessarily even have to be moved it's just the way we think about laundry you know why why are the hampers in our bedroom like why like 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 just think outside the box and that's what you get when you get women together instead of complaining oh my god the laundry oh my god the laundry it's like let's have a laundry revolution people Let's yeah. see, you know, for it. yeah. And it's, and they're so, cause like, like for me, like I get so mad when my husband like takes my clothes out of the dryer because I have a very specific process. I can fold and put a whole load of laundry away in less than five minutes because I know exactly how it's going to go. And, you know, he's perfectly fine living out of a clothes basket. And, and I was too for years until I realized, you know, once I was, you know, laundering for four people that that didn't make me happy. So, so yeah, it's, it's just so many things. We try to do it the way that we were, you know, we think we're supposed to do it Mm -hmm. instead of just standing up for what we really need. You know, I heard that quote. I love that question. I heard this question 10 years ago and I was so annoyed by the question. And then I heard it five years ago after doing mindset coaching and, and being in positive communities. But if you didn't know the way it was supposed to be done, how would you do it? And I mean, you can, you can ask that about anything, Anything. ask it. And it's really like get out a pen and a piece of paper and how would you do it? You don't have to come up with a, a shark take invention, but like, how would you structure your your work schedule? Yeah. Maybe you know how did your how does your week look? Are you really creative in the mornings? Then block your calendar in the mornings and do your creative work then, and say to your coworkers, "Hey, I mean, depending on the work you do, hey, this is my creative time in the morning. If you really need me at this time, you know, let me know. But this is where I get ninety percent of my work done. Like we yeah. can do that. We just have to understand the way that we work and ask ourselves the question and then try it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and know up front that you will be ridiculed for it. You know, I mean, even if it's, if even is by a, a loving coworker who can't understand why you're, why you're doing that and they're doing it and, you know, what they feel like is a comforting way or in your best interest, just like so many other things, you know, you don't just stand up for yourself once. You have no. to, you know, you have to d- build the muscle, which I think is what's so great about having that support because, yeah. you know, it's, it's so easy to shrink back into what the expectations are over doing what is right for you. Yeah. Depending on the work you do, sometimes no one's even going to notice, you know, you block your calendar off, you do what you need to do. You go for a walk in the middle of the day because you're a creative person. I work in marketing. I, if I'm not, if I'm stuck, I need to get up. I need to move my energy and do some jumping jacks or go for a walk. So, or work on it tomorrow, you know, you have to understand how you work. Yeah. Um, I love asking those questions and I love reframing. Like you mentioned, like 
the laundry going in a different place, asking ourselves, like, does this need to be done this way? How can I reframe this? You know, we're all about reframing in joy, um, not in like a, po- a toxic positivity way. I always have to say that because it's not good vibes only, but like, right. but like, how can we really reframe the situation? You know, I hate to do laundry, but I like to do laundry more if I listen to a podcast while I'm doing laundry. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about injured energy because yeah. I, I like I, I, I as soon as you said it, it's like I know we have to go there because energy is I, I mean we're all energy like energy is yeah. everything it's it's it it you know we're made up of atoms atoms are nothing but energy so yeah and we all have the capability to have energy like you said we are energy I realized not that long ago that energy was kind of my superpower it's the question that people ask me all the time how do you have so much energy. I don't have more, I don't think I have more energy than the the average person, Um, but I do structure my days in ways to harness my energy, Um, especially when it comes to getting the work done that I do, especially when it comes to saving up energy, knowing that, you know, I need to save some energy for my kids at the end of the day. Um, And then also I'm really big on, okay, I have low energy right now. How do I change that? Maybe I even embrace it, right? And it's, it's time to rest and we're doing a movie night. Um, and picnics on the floor, like everyone get a plate with some, you know, whatever, and we're going to sit on the floor and have a picnic and a movie night. But then other times when I need to to harness it and really boost my energy, dance parties, turn on music, go outside. Uh, there's so many different ways you can, you can really harness and like, I love that word. I'm saying that a lot lately um, and really utilize your energy because it is, it's in there. You just have to bring it out. Yeah. Do you know your human design type? I am a manifesting generator. I was going to guess that. So, yeah. <laughs> so you do have more energy than, but like 30% of the population are manifesting generators. Yeah. So th- at least 30%, because I'm also a manifesting generator. So at least 30% of us do have that level of, um, of, of energy. But the important thing, like the most important thing that human design teaches us is we all have the capacity to tap into that if we're working in alignment with what yes. we love. And the very first thing that saps our energy is when we're not doing what we love or when we're we're ruminating in that, you know, yeah. when we're focusing on what is out of alignment, you know, it's like you can't drive straight down the road if you're, you know, if you're you're looking off to the left and I think so often we just forget that, that, um, so what are some, so you've mentioned harnessing and you mentioned dance parties. Give me a specific example of when you say, okay, I need to harness my energy. What would, what would be your thought process there? Yeah. Standing up, getting up right away and, and changing my state. So if I'm writing something and I'm stuck, or if I'm working on a design project, or I'm in an Excel spreadsheet, oh, like <laughs> I need to get up. I need to even just look out the window, walk away for a minute, go to the bathroom, come back. Like you can change your energy state, you know, at any time um, and really, you know, jazz it up, do some jumping jacks. I love moving my body. I love getting up first thing in the morning and moving and people all the time say, oh, but I like, how do you do it? I do it because I know it's proven to me the type of person I am that I need to, I need to get up and work through creative thoughts first thing in the morning, 
while also moving my body at the same time so that I have energy going into the day. On the days that I don't do that, I'm not a different person. I'm the same me, but I'm definitely a lower energy version of myself. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. and And then writing. Writing is something that I heard a quote a couple of years ago. Um, if you are low on inspiration, read. And if you're over inspired or overstimulated, write. Mm. So writing, think of it as like you're getting it out. You've got so much on your brain that you can't even work on the next thing. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. The laundry's piled up at home. I've got 50 million work projects. The kids have three sports tonight. Get a piece of paper out and just write it out. Write everything out that's in your head. Do a brain dump. That helps release it. And then if you're feeling uninspired, read, read something, go online, pick up a book, read a line, read what you wrote. Like that helps you feel recharged. Yes. Yeah, no, that is fantastic advice. Do you have any useful ways or useful hacks for, you know, that time that you might be like traveling off to sports or, or, you know, time that you, you have to. Um, and I hate using those words, like have to spend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you have to go to work, right? If you have a job, you can't just say, oh, I have low energy today. I'm not going to go to work. <laughs> yeah. You got to go to work. You got to show up. Maybe you have to go into a really big meeting and give a presentation um, or even just sit in a really long, boring training that you're not interested in. How do you how do you get through it? Right. Right. Um, I, I'm a I'm a doodler. I doodle, but I also make big eye contact and I'm a head nodder. And so that <laughs> helps me feel it helps me feel connected. I've always naturally done that, but I, you know, I heard somewhere recently that, you know, obviously it helps you connect with a person speaking and, and you guys are on the right track, but it also is like your energy connects. Yeah. In a way. When you can yeah. look up and make eye contact and and head nod. Um, so you're not dozing off in a meeting, maybe yeah. something you're not interested in. Um, and yeah, doodling on my paper too. Like I, obviously you want to be present, but you need to move that energy somewhere. And it's not always, you're not always available to be like tapping your legs and, you know, doing jumping jacks out of your seat. So you have to be professional. So those are a couple of things and ways in meetings, making sure that you do get up for a bathroom break. If it's a really long meeting, even if you don't have to go to the bathroom, mm. get up, walk around, get some water. Um, sometimes I'll go into a meeting if I know it's going to be really long with my water bottle almost empty on purpose. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. And then get up and go fill my water bottle, even if it's in the same room, because I just need to get up and I'm, I'm antsy. Like, you know, I need to move my body in some way. Um, so that's something that I've done in the past. And then when it comes to evening activities and sports, um, Eating healthy really is also, I mean, I'm not 100% the healthiest person ever, but I do know that when I eat healthy, for the most part, I do have more energy. So I try to keep healthy snacks on hand, nuts in my car, because that's going to boost your energy in a healthy way, going off to evening activities. Um, And then, you know, music. Music is always a way to reconnect with whatever's going on. I love getting in my car with my kids and saying, okay, we're going to hit shuffle on the Amazon. I use Amazon music. Amazon playlist. And the first song that comes up is going to be the song that like is going to you know, get us off to school today. And it's, of course, we listen to a lot of positive music. So it's always like, you know, good morning or something that comes on and they get excited about it. We dance while we're driving and I put the windows down, even if it's cold to try to like get us all, get us all going. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I'm just 
picturing because music is a big connection between my children as well. And it was funny when you were talking about, you know, getting to listen to um, your music versus listening yeah. to their music. And, and I think it's funny because I'll, like, I'll get in my, the, my car with my daughter now and she'll basically have like a mom's play, like, like, yeah. and, and she knows the words to every single Prince song, like every single Jimmy Buffett song, like everything. It's it's just so funny. I was like, did I let my kids listen to their own music? I don't know. Yeah. We listen. So we listen to my music, but I, of course, to make sure we listen to yes. the quote unquote radio edits every once in a while. I'm like, oops, sorry guys. Didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. But my son asked the other day, he heard an ad for kids box. And he said, mom, what's kids bop? And I explained to him that it's the music we listen to, you know, like Taylor Swift or the popular music, but sang by kids. And he's like, why would anyone listen to that? Right. I <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I let you listen to the, you know, the, my version of it, as long as it's not, doesn't have a lot of bad words in it. Right. So, right. Yeah. Kids bop thing's not going anywhere. I'm like, yes, it is. A lot of people listen to kids bop and that's cool, but I like to listen to my own music. I don't want to ride around listening to kids pop. So that's what energizes me. So we listen to what I would listen to. Yeah. And they like it. Yeah. And there was some great, um, I, I, we fell in love with um, Sandra Boynton's music when, um, when my kids were little and I'll still like break it out sometimes where I just need to, you know, um, not necessarily, but reminisce, but like be back in that energy because there is so, you know, that, you know, it just in that you've reframed instead of like that dreaded, like drive to school. Um, mm. It's, it's memories. It yeah. And it's a memory that they'll have forever. And, you know, instead of like getting focused on like mom guilt and I'm not, you know, not being there. I, I, that's far more present than I think, um, you know, uh, very often if we're not cognizant, if we, we don't make that intention of of spending that time as productive time that and productive in that. That loose sense of, um, you know, not that you're having to get something done, but just yeah. that quality, quality time. Yeah, you know, it's funny. My mom, we, she would never let us put the car windows down because it would mess her hair up. And, you know, it just, it causes all sorts of things that blow around. So we always put the car windows down. because <laughs> just fun, you know? And it's almost like I'm a kid and I'm rebelling. Now yeah. I'm allowed to put the windows down. And so maybe they'll be the opposite, but it's, it's a, I don't know, it's a time I really enjoy. I love making things fun um, because really if you're not having fun, like, what are we doing? What is the point? Right. I, I, I don't want to live in it. And I don't want to have a job that's not fun. I don't want to, live a life that's not fun. I want to get out. We just had daylight savings. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite times of the year, once we adjust in the mornings, it's just light around the evening. I want to go in the house after school and go back out the back door outside. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this retreat that yeah. you have coming up. Yeah. So right, like right nail on the head with fun. Um, we all need all moms, all women, everybody needs some time away. And so I thought about if I were to have a weekend away with girlfriends, what would it look like? Um, and, you know, I don't like to cook, so no one's cooking. We're bringing a catering <laughs> in, a caterer in, and we're getting a house on the water. And I do this twice a year. Uh, so this will be our third one. We have this awesome house on the water, June 2nd through 4th in Edgewater, Maryland. And uh, 
we have this, it, the house is amazing. It has a fire pit and a mm. deck where we're going to be doing yoga. And it's just going to be amazing in so many different ways and bringing in experts to, to really learn from and learn with. Because, you know, as a working mom, I'm learning day to day in my job, but there's so many other opportunities and, and resources that are really overwhelming in the world. And so I love to bring experts to us so that we can get a little bit of that learning because we like, we like to be productive, um, but then also the relaxing along with it. So yeah, this, our next retreat is in June and it's just going to be really magical. And the women you know, who come to these retreats are receiving in so many ways. They're receiving rest, they're receiving fun, of course, but also just this next level conversations that happen at retreats and deeper shares. And then just speaking of energy, you know, I, I'm an extrovert, so I get my energy from people and I know not everybody does. That's something that I'm very aware of. And so it's having this nice blend of, of different types of people there together. Some are quieter, some are you know, less quiet, and we're all kind of giving and receiving in this circular way that feels so, like, I don't even know. I think the word is just like all at the end mm. of the weekend. Yeah. And so we're inviting women in to come. There's 15 spots. Many of them are already taken. So reach out to me if you are interested in knowing more, or you can go to my website and we'll be doing more. But this one, I feel like each one just keeps getting better and better. And this house (laughs) that we have is amazing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And everybody will be able to find, uh, be able to contact Katie on the, if you go to inhereyespodcast.com forward slash episode 77, uh, you'll be able to look at the retreat. Also the Cheers Mama podcast. Let's jump on that before we wrap up here. So tell us about, tell us about your brand new podcast. Yes, I've, this has been in my heart for a really long time. And, you know, speaking of perfectionist tendencies earlier on here, um, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm a, I am a details person, but not a perfectionist. And for a long time, I thought, okay, I need to get the details all underway to launch this podcast about working motherhood. And then one day I was like, but isn't the point that it, it, it's perfectly imperfect because right. I'm doing it while working, while raising kids in the pockets of time, mostly probably out from the voice notes in my minivan um, or in my basement at night before the kids, after the kids have gone to bed. And so that's how I launched it. I created the, created the cover art and announced myself as a podcaster to give myself some <laughs> accountability. And it's out there and it's called Cheers Mama. And it's all about celebrating and reframing working motherhood because we need to have positive, more positive conversations about working motherhood um, for, for all of us, for our mindset, for, you know, to really embrace the joys of being a working mother because there's so many wonderful things about being a full-time working mom that it just, we're just not talking about. So, yeah. And I love the title and I, I love it. It, it two reasons. Cause I feel like you know, as a mom, so often, like the whole, like the only reason we would ever get together would be to drink. Yeah. And I love that. Like, that's, that's just the side, you know, it's, it's like, why did we need an excuse Yeah. to get together when what we really needed was that 
that bond, that time together, that communion, you know, we didn't necessarily need wine and it's turned into, you know, moms need wine. Right. And, or coffee, right? It's, or, yeah. It's, yeah. We commune over, we commune over beverages, coffee or wine. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's it, what we really need is the communion. So exactly. It's the community. And I even host a bi-monthly mom's night out and we get together, we book a room at a, at a local restaurant and we get together and just talk. And we just did one. And one of the women came, she knew nobody. She came and she said, wow, I really thought this was going to be like a switch bait thing where you sell, sold me on something at the end and I had to sign up for something. But it really was just moms getting together and talking. And I was like, yeah, that's what we do. There's, you know, <laughs> it, that's what we need. We need real talk and connection. And right. it's not meant to be anything else. And of course, you know, if you want to come to the retreat, you'll have more of that. Um, but it really is the, you know, the behind the the flavor of having fun, but really, really, truly connecting. That's what we need to do. And if we need to have a mom's night out and, you know, have a glass of wine to do it, that's cool. And, but we don't have to. Right. Yeah. No, it's, I, I love, I, I love how you put a positive spin on even that. So I think that's just fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's all fun. Um, tell, let, how can everybody get into your world? So where can people find you? Yes. Yeah, so of course, Cheers Mama is the podcast name. And you can find that in Apple Podcast or Simplecast. Um, if you can just search your podcast app on your phone or on your computer. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at katiedragas717. And I told Lynn, 717 is my like magic number for I'll tell that story another time for so many reasons. And so of course this is episode 77, of course, right? <laughs> Which totally uh, was not planned. I just announced <laughs> that this is episode 77 right before we went on air, just to make sure that, um, you know, she knew. So if I said the wrong number, we'd, you know, we'd be able to get it straightened out, but yeah, no. Yeah. And, and then of course my website, it's, it's katiedragas.com. And if you want to learn just the basic details about the retreat, it's katiedragas.com backslash retreat. Thank, Thank you, you. so much for being here. This was so much fun, Katie. So everybody needs to go jump into Katie's world, especially if you are a working mom who wants more joy because, you know, here on the In Her Eyes podcast, we are all about the magic and the joy because that's that's really what it is all about. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you, Lynn. Thank you. Wasn't that fun? Thank you guys for being here, for tuning in today in honor of the energy and the joy that we all might need a little bit more of in our lives. From today's podcast, I hope you grab one tip and bring that along with you on for the week and let it help you recognize that we do need to reach out more to each other to support each other as women more and have those conversations and one of the things that I've learned lately is there's so much power in bonding over the magic versus bonding over the trauma bonding over the chaos So step into that magic and just say, great job, sister, to that girl next to you and let each other know because we're all doing this 
our own way and we're making it and we're doing a great job. You're doing a great job, my friend. Take care and I hope to see you back here next week. I have another great guest interview for you that you're going to love. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me here today on the In Her Eyes podcast. If you heard something today that resonated or helped you move forward on your design vision, please head over to the platform you get your podcasts and subscribe. And it would mean the world to me for you to leave me a rating and review. The complete instructions for doing that are on the In Her Eyes podcast website. That's inhereyespodcast.com forward slash review. And while you're there, be sure to grab my bedroom project planning workbook. It's the step-by-step guide to designing a room on any budget that truly supports your needs, your style, your habits, and you or your daughter will love coming home to, whether you're seven or 77. And it's my gift to you for tuning in. And if you have an idea for a podcast episode, something that you're struggling with, or something that you'd like to hear more about, please fill out the form on the bottom of that page. I personally read every single submission. If it's something that I feel confidently that I can speak to and help you with, I'll absolutely create something that will help you out. And if it's something that I feel like someone else can guide you better, I will guide you to that person, I promise. Have a beautiful day, my friend. Until next week. 